As if we don't pay enough taxes, a new one will be added to the laundry list come the new year. And the market downturn has also added to the already high stress levels of divorcing couples. There, this is a, a list of topics that we're going to discuss with Develle Morrison coming up. Plus half bedrooms for $400 and a street inundated with blow up Santas. That and so much more this week with Develle Morrison, real estate expert and regular contributor here at Toronto this weekend. Hey, Develle. Hey, Maggie. How are you? Thanks There's, for having me again. There is a lot to talk about today, Deval. A lot there to talk is. about. Oh, my goodness. Okay, let's start off with the vacant home tax. So this new tax, an annual tax, will be levied on vacant Toronto residences payable beginning 2023. Tell us about this. Well, so it's a 1% tax, and I have to say it feels very big, brother. Yeah, uh, I myself, I, I own a home, but I also own a rental property, a long-term rental property. And when I went to had to do my decla- declaration, I had to enter in the names of my tenants as well as their phone numbers wow. into the site, which I felt was a little, it just made me a little creepy, you know, that they're going through and asking every single person to declare what's happening in their property. And if you have a pied-a-terre, for example, there's some people that, you know, they have condos downtown for whenever they want to work or go out in the city. Um, you're not allowed, to, you're no lo- you're going to be charged the vacant home tax if you live at, inside the city of Toronto and have a pied-a-terre. Wow. And I kind of thought, you know, people should be able to do what they want with their property. Um, and when I looked into it, this, this program cost the city $11 million to set up and has an annual operating cost of about $3.1 million. Oh, and they have... Yeah, and they projected the revenue coming in from this program is between 55 to $66 million, wow. which I highly doubt. I kind of feel like they've wasted our money. Yeah. I'm upset about this. Yeah. A property is considered, so I looked up on the website, it says a property is considered vacant if it's not the principal residence of the owner or any permitted occupants or was not occupied by tenants for at least six months during the previous calendar year on this otherwise deemed to be vacant under this uh, vacant home tax. So I think I we have a neighbor who had to uh, go to his home country for a number of months because his mother was ill. And so mm-hmm. we were kind of watching his property, you know, making sure that we shoveled the snow, but he was gone for a good six months. And he yeah. rightfully so. He pays his taxes. He should be able to do that. And mm-hmm. so you just wonder in cases like that where someone has to leave for some some circumstance, they don't want to rent out their home for exactly. six months. And so what does this do? This ties a lot of people's hands. Uh, well, I mean, it, it makes them forced. They, they're forced to pay this money. Yeah. Now, I mean, there are a couple of exceptions if the person has gone into a long-term care facility. Right. Or if the person has deceased. But again, I'm working with clients right now who, yeah, their, their you know, mother has just passed away and now they have one more thing to deal with on their list. I literally had to send them an emergency text going, okay, I need you to go to this website and declare that your mom is deceased and that's why your condo is vacant. But I just thought, mm, you know what, we're just adding another thing on the list for a lot of people yeah. who are trying to deal, wrap up with, with estates because a loved one has passed on. Yeah. Another another thing on the list of taxes. There's so many things. Okay, yeah. divorce and the housing market. So you were quoted in this article in the Globe and Mail, uh, Devel. With the downturn in Canada's real estate market, we're also seeing clashes when it comes to dividing the family home among divorced couples. Tell us about this. Well, because now, because the market's going down, let's be honest, um, 
Now couples have to fight over when should the property be listed. You know, when the market was going up, you wouldn't fight about that. You would just be like, sell it, give me my money. Right. But now people have to argue about, well, when should it be listed? And now I've had the case where I've been working with a couple of clients who are in this particular situation where they're still waiting on their separation agreements because they still haven't agreed. And so what's happening with the funds, once they sell their property, it actually goes into trust from their real estate lawyer until such time they actually have signed separation agreements Ah. to agree on the disbursement of the funds. So it definitely adds a lot of complications. And, you know, yes, we're in the holiday season, but the other, I guess, sort of uh, tragedy that happens during the holiday season is there are a lot of couples that break up. And so for a lot of family lawyers, January and September is sort of divorce season. So now we're going to be going into that period where people are saying, you know what? I just spent the holidays with my spouse. I'm done. Yeah. Yeah. And then there's the aftermath of all the things that have to be divided up. Now, it did say in the article, I'd love for you to explain the difference with uh, married spouses and common law when it comes to dividing up, uh, you know, things like homes and money and all the things that, you know, you have together in a relationship. Well, if you're married, it's it's simple. It's you know it's a fifty fifty right. unless you have some sort of a prenup. Um, if you're common law, hopefully you have some sort of cohabitation agreement. Um, because if you don't, I believe that no, I think you have to be in a relationship for over three years common law okay. um, for it to sort of take hold. Where now you're going to start to have to divide assets. But you know I think it's always prudent for people to meet with a family lawyer and get cohabitation agreements done, get prenuptial agreements done, especially if they're getting married later in life, you know, 35 plus, 40 plus, and and each party has acquired assets because it can get real ugly. I mean, you should plan your divorce before you get, before you couple. (laughs) Which is something that you don't want to hear when you're madly in love with a person. You're not thinking of, (laughs) you know, prenups, all of those things. But, you know, you would regret it when, you know, unfortunately, if you do split that you didn't have those conversations. Absolutely. Remember what happened with Britney Spears and Kevin Federline? Yes. Yes. He did not have a prenup. I mean, these things need to be done. (laughs) Kevin is a very wealthy man. Yes. (laughs) Because of that. Okay. Half bedroom rentals. When I read this, I like I, I just couldn't believe that this is happening. This is how bad. Our, our economy is at. So there are a number of listings going up in the Toronto area, the GTA surrounding area for half bedrooms. So, you know, this is uh, somebody who's renting a condo or owns a condo and you literally are sharing the bedroom with somebody. So, you know, some of these listings go from $750 for half a bedroom. So you get half a bedroom or even $400 per person. This is boggling my mind that this exists, Develle, but it shows how bad our economy is right now. People are struggling. Yeah, but I also think that, you know, we don't have a lot of options for people to rent if they're not able to rent a $2,400 a month condo, right? The average rental price is huge. Even if you rented a basement apartment, you're still looking at a good $1,200, $1,500, $1,600 a month. And there's some people that simply can't afford that. So to me, I do think that, you know, the market is just creating something for people who, that's just more affordable for people who can't afford anything else. And that's okay. I mean, this is also a lot of college students that are using yes. something like this. But I think it's a creative way um, for people to be able to afford to find a place to live and not be on the street. I don't think it's such a bad thing. Really? Okay. Yeah. I. <laughs> 
I'm a little weary about the half bedroom, but okay, we'll have to <laughs> agree to disagree on that one. I want to get quickly to the inflatable Santas. You sent me this mm-hmm. story, and I think it's incredible. So Inglewood Drive, which is east of Mount Pleasant and Rosedale Heights, 55 inflatable Santas. So each house puts up these inflatable Santas during Christmas, and they have a big street party, which I think is like great community spirit. It's awesome. I mean, I can't tell you. I always, it's around the corner from my house, so I actually always look forward to driving down that street or running on that street and just seeing the, these 14-foot inflatable Santas. They've been doing this since 2013. And now they actually, some of the people, when they sell their house, they have Santa clauses um, to say that the Santa stays with the house right. so that people can put it up at, at Christmas time. But I think it does. It shows great community spirit. And I've, I've noticed actually in Leaside now that more and more houses are putting up these giant Santas. It's just, you know what, we need a little happiness, right? This is just, let's spread a little joy around. So if a giant Santa is going to make people happy and spread a little joy, go for it. Amazing. Absolutely. Well, Merry Christmas to you, Devel. Thank you again for your time today. Thanks so much for having me. That was Devel Morrison, broker with Bossley Real Estate. Uh, I'm Maggie John. You're listening to Toronto This Weekend on 640 Toronto.